So we left off last chapter, where Johnny clashed with the Emperor high up in the sky amongst the clouds. Taking that dragon crystal from his crown, he freed Yokai from his stone prison, Yokai saving Johnny from hitting the ground. And there in the stone circle, on the marble floor, after a long battle, Johnny slew the Emperor, freeing the land of the rising sun from his tyranny. Shortly after, he found out that he was in the lineage of the samurai, for Yuko had married his great-great-grandfather, Sir Yurik, putting him as an heir samurai. They all arrived back at the tannin, and Johnny read the final entry of Sir Yurik. And now, the chapter begins. And weeks had gone by since the pilgrims arrived at the Tannin. Within those weeks, a celebration, a feasting, glad tidings and fellowship and breaking of bread from house to house. But when all things settled down, life got back to normal, as usual. And upon a day, as the sun beat down upon the earth, the warmth rising, the chatters can be heard from the stalls of the vendors sitting up in the distance. A beautiful and a perfect day for pole vaulting! Look, Max! Oh, that's what that crown is by the lake? Yeah, I can see the pole vaults stamped on the ground. The bars are set high and low and medium. <laughs> Max, we gotta get. You know I can pole vault. I know you can pole vault. I'm a champion at pole vaulting! You, you, you can only be a champion if, if you won trophies. Well, I should have won trophies. You know I should have. I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't have. Let's get down there before and all the spots are taken. Come on, hurry! And getting down to the crowd, the crowd was eager. Anticipation filled the air in excitement. Max and Affiliate stood at the far edge, stretching their necks high to see the platform up ahead. A makeshift stage set higher than the rest. And on top of that stage, the announcer stands before the crowd. <laughs> Banners behind him from all over the country. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the annual pole vaulting competition of Tannen. Now you know the rules. The rules are, no jousting each other. No competitor shall be joust with the pole vault. Pole vaults are only meant for the ground. Another rule, rule number two, no skewering each other. The competitor shall not be skewered with the pole vaults. And rule number three, no throwing the pole vaults like a spear at the competitors. No competitor shall be impaled by a spear pole vault. These are the only rules, and they apply to all competitors. And with Max and Ophelian. <laughs> you think that they had this problem in the past? Yeah, I think I think it probably could get rather heated. I mean, competition, it ain't no joke. Some people can lose their minds. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. And back with the announcer. Now I have here in my hand 
a piece of paper. All competitors shall sign the paper. It's a waiver saying that we, here the host, and those that had set this whole event up, is not liable for life, limb, or loss of life. Didn't he say life twice? <laughs> <laughs> it could be hot, but life, limb, or loss of life? <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't enter in. Now, let's get underway. And our contestants and our competitors are now arriving at this moment. And the competitors come up to the stage to sign the waiver. And Ophelian looks upon them. <laughs> Look at them, Max. They're so... I get Max. I could step over them. This is going to be so easy. Yeah, but some of them are looking light. Like, light lighter than you. I mean, they're really shorter. I, I give, I'll give you that. But uh, lightness does help. <laughs> Max, uh. long legs is where it's at. Boom. And I got long arms. And uh. I got a stride. I got, I got form. Yeah, you kind of got form. Yeah, I guess you do. It's gonna be so easy. I'm, I'm going up there, Max. Oh, okay, go get him. Go get him, Ophelia. <laughs> Ophelia makes his way to the steps that lead up to the stage. <laughs> it's gonna be so, so. Ow! Ow! Oh! I'm okay. I'm just. I'm messing with all of you. I'm messing with all of you. <laughs> As his face is red and that blood vein is curling around his forehead and down by his eyes, he's holding it all in. <laughs> Hi. Are you going to be in this competition with everyone else? Yeah, yeah with everyone else. I'm going to be in this competition. What do I sign? Well, you just signed right here. Ouch. I am... Affilian the Great. Boom! All right. Now all contestants have signed. And before he can finish what he was going to say, a chariot pulls up to the side. All the crowd turning to the right to see this sight. D. Gravely and his men turn their attention to this wagon. This beautiful wagon. Gravely, it looks like somebody is arriving in style. Oh, dear. Oh, 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 oh. one of all. Oh. No, 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 I don't know. I don't know about this one. I get that weird feeling. You know that weird feeling. Yeah, I know that. I know that weird feeling. <laughs> With a flourish, a butler emerged. His coat tails flapping dramatically behind him. With exaggerated precision, he swung open the wagon doors, revealing a pair of impossibly long legs. Max's eyebrows shot up in disbelief. Ophelian <laughs> <laughs> <Affiliate> also. <clears throat> For the legs gracefully stood on the ground, seemingly stretched for miles. Then, to the astonishing gasp of the crowd, a man emerged from the depths of the wagon. His statue 
towering above the rest. He stood there, striking a pose that could only be described as regally ridiculous. <laughs> My goodness! Aphelion's jaw sits on the ground. Is that a man or a giraffe? <clears throat> I have no idea, but I, I hope, certainly hope, that he's not here for the pole vaulting competition. He might clear the entire town with those legs. <laughs> yeah, I thought you had some legs. That guy seemingly is just a pair of legs with a head sitting on top. <laughs> I don't know about this one. The towering figure, seemingly oblivious to the stir he caused, adjusts his attire with an air of exaggerated elegance. Before striding confidently into the crowd, leaving behind a trail of bewildered stares, he made his way all the way to the stage and stepping on with ease, he towers over the announcer, grabbing the piece of paper. Ridiculous! All right, you have it. Our final contestant in this competition is. Could you say this for me? My name is Mr. Stitz. All right, you heard it, everyone. Mr. Stilts. Mr. Stilts. Max and Aphelion. <laughs> Mr. Stilts. <laughs> you know what? It's probably uh, not all like that. He's probably nothing but a show. Yeah, I, I can see that. It's a huge show coming here with his ridiculously long legs. Yeah. My face comes up to his kneecap. It's all a show. Show. Show off. That's what it is. Yeah, show off. That's what it is. He ain't nothing but a show off. And everyone gets to their positions after reading the rules and stretching. The very first competition will be tryouts to see if anyone is eligible for this competition and to rule out any of those that are not fit. Shortly thereafter, the tryouts were underway. The pole was set at six feet. The crowds were to the left and the judges were on the right. With poles in hand, the contestants lined up straight, their faces determined, their hearts full of faith. They planted their poles, aiming for the sky, but for some, things didn't quite materialize. The first one stepped up with a confident air, but at last, his attempt ended in despair. The bar took a tumble. The crowd let out a groan as he tripped over his feet, left standing alone. Next up was a fellow, full of zeal and might. His pole snapped in half, much to everyone's fright. With a crash and a bang, he fell to the ground as the audience winced at the pole vaulting sound. But fear not, dear friends, for the show must go on as new contenders stepped up, eager to spawn. With grace and with skill, they soared through the air, clearing the bar with fineness without a single care. Their bodies arched gracefully, like birds taking flight. Their smiles shining brightly with pure delight. 
each jump a triumph, each landing a thrill, as the crowd erupted with cheers loud and shrill. Thank you. As the crowd held its breath, Mr. Stilts took his stance, his towering frame casting a long, ominous glance. With legs like stilts and a smirk on his face, he approached the bar ready to embrace. No need for a plant or a pole on the ground. For Mr. Stilts, the rules were just a rebound. With a wink to the crowd, he made his move. And over the bar, he effortlessly grooved. But wait, what's this? He's still holding the pole tight, a daring feat casting quite a sight. With a gleam in his eye and a flick of his wrist, he cleared the bar. The crowd couldn't resist. A roar of applause echoed through the air. And Mr. Stilts basked in his pole vaulting flare. For he had shown them all with legs so grand that sometimes rules were meant to withstand. And last up in the competition, a villain accompanied by Max. <sighs> you can do this, a villain. Don't be scared. I'm not scared. The pole's only six feet up. I've done that many times. It's Mr. Legs over there. I mean, sure, he jumped over the pole. And sure, he carried the pole vault with him. And sure, he had three more feet to spare. But who can't do that? Who can't? Who can do that? Look, it's just a game. And besides that, we got three days to train hard for the competition is just in three days. Really? Three days? Well, that's great news, Max. That's really good news. Wow, I got three whole days to be the greatest in the world. <sighs> I can rest at ease. Calm nerves and everything else. Yeah, calm nerves. Max, step aside. Okay, remember, just a game. Three days. Alright. And arching his back over the pole and onto his feet. Oh, thank you, folks. Thank you. Thank you, y'all. Beautiful. See, look at that. And you even had two more feet to spare. Two more feet, huh? Yeah. But he had three more feet, and he jumped it. But they got long sticks, and longer, and longer. Eventually, you'd be soaring in the clouds. <laughs> soaring in the clouds. <sighs> All right, well, let's just get things ready. And the host of the tournament draws the attention of the crowd. Okay, everyone, that wraps it up for the tryouts. But now gather around, and pointing behind him, there's a large object covered in a blanket. <laughs> Everyone curious. Ladies and gentlemen, knights and noble folk, behold the grand prize of today's tournament. And pulling off the blanket, a chariot fit for a king. And everyone erupts in applause and excitement. The host of the tournament smiling. This chariot is crafted by the finest artisans in the kingdom. It is a true masterpiece of ingenuity. He strides towards the chariot, his cloak billowing behind him, and begins to point out its exquisite features. 
First, let us marvel at the craftsmanship of these wheels, shall we? Sturdy yet elegant. Capable of traversing even the roughest terrain with grace and ease. The crowd erupting again. But wait, noble spectators. <laughs> For there's a whole lot more. Feast your eyes upon the luxurious interior of this chariot. A sanctuary of comfort. He gestures towards the plush velvet cushions and intricate embroideries, each detail painstakingly crafted to perfection. Imagine reclining upon these sumptuous seats as you journey through the countryside, the gentle sway of the chariot lulling you to sleep. It's blissful and it's relaxing. The crowd erupts again into applause, captivated by the host's vivid description and the allure of the magnificent chariot before them. And let us not forget the practicalities of it, my dear friends. As the host, his voice brimming with excitement, this chariot comes equipped with ample storage, enough storage and space for all your swords, all your treasures, even the hog legs and bones that you capture, as well as a canopy to shield you from the sun and rain alike. Okay, folks, and it's all yours if you win the tournament. Now, let's all be dismissed. See you back here in three days. With that, everyone departs to their places. Max and Aphelion trudge through the tournament grounds, their faces etched with frustration. They find a soulless place by the tranquil waters of the Tannin Lake, perching themselves upon a withered rock. Uh, uh, how can we do this? Max, I just can't seem to figure out how to improve my pole vaulting skills. Maybe if you just keep jumping. Lots of jumping. I mean, look at these frogs. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at these frogs. But they don't jump any higher than they've been jumping. I need to jump higher. Maybe if you practice pole vaulting more. I thought of that, but what if I had the wrong technique? Yeah. I'll just be practicing and practicing with the wrong technique. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <sighs> what can I do? And coming up behind them. I think I can help you. Huh? Huh? Uncle Hachi! Yeah. You can help? And clutching in his hand a withered book. Yeah, you take this. What's this? It's an old book of mine. I I had put together when I was young, and my knees were a little more sturdy, and my back was a little more straight. I was a pole vaulting champion back in my day. You were a pole vaulting champion? Where do you think you get the genes from? I went back before. I injured my back. I was flying so high in the sky that I must have fell 20 stories to the ground. <laughs> my uncle, see, I knew I had the... So if I read this book and I follow the instructions... Uh, I'll take that. And I'll be the Pobleton champion? Yeah, sure will. You'll be as great as I was and maybe even better. <laughs> oh, man. Now, uh, I'm going to skip through this. I'm not going to show you anything. 
Uh-uh. It's all going to be a surprise. That way, you can have your mind ready for any challenge, any turn, anything that comes up. You'll be ready to face it head on. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Come on. Yeah. All right. Thanks, thanks Uncle Hunchy. Yeah, you're welcome. You owe me nothing. Come on, Max. Let's get to it right now. We got three days. <laughs> and in a secluded area, away from prying eyes, a villain lies flat on his back, wearing a perplexed expression on his face as Max scurries about him with a mischievous glint in his eye, wrapping a rope around Ophelion's neck. All right. Chin up a little bit more. I gotta bring you by your Adam's apple. Max, what on earth are you doing? Is that too tight? <laughs> no, but what are you doing? Oh, in the book it says I gotta stretch. You gotta stretch out. Get a little, you know, get, get, get some stretching in you. <laughs> stretch? This, this is not how you stretch. Hey, don't question the book. <laughs> and he runs over and hands the other end to Lug, a big, strong, burly man. Okay, here you go, Lug. <laughs> and scurries back to the ankles of Aphelion, tying a rope around his ankles. <laughs> uh, just hold, hold tight. <laughs> and then running to the other side and handing the end of the rope to Bash, a very big, burly man with strong arms and a lot of weight. Here you go. <laughs> and then going to Aphelion's wrist, tying a rope around that. <laughs> Ow, it's too tight, too tight. Oh, sorry. Okay, how's that? That's better. And then walking to the side and wrapping it around a donkey. <laughs> hey, he's a nice little donkey. All right. And then doing the same with the other wrist and wrapping that around a donkey. And then Max poses himself right by Aphelion. Okay, now, when I count to three, Lug, Bash, you pull, and the donkeys will pull. And that will make Aphelion stretch a little bit longer and give him some more height on this pole vaulting experience. Max, Max, oh, yeah. come, come, come a little closer real, real quick. Real quick, everyone, hold oh, on. Okay, okay, go ahead. Uh, what? Max... If anything were to happen to me... Oh, no, don't even start talking like that. I'm serious, Mags. My, my, my right foot. No, 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 don't talk about it. This is the holy sock, the sock with the holes in it. My, my grandmother made me take care of it. Please. Uh, I will. It's just stretching. It's just stretching. It's just stretching. It's just stretching. It's going to work. Yeah, don't question the wisdom of the book. All right. Okay, uh, Lug, ready on that side? Oh, I'm so ready. It's going to be awesome. Bash, you ready on that side? I take that as a yes, and donkeys, they're ready. All right, one, two, and three. And with that, the ropes tighten with intensity. I'm feeling like a rubber band. Keep pulling. Keep pulling, everyone. I'm telling you, Max. I'm my friend's a psychopath. I think it's a little too tight. A little, a little bit too tight, Max. Okay, 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 okay. 
Alright, alright, alright. At least everything is a. How do you feel? I I feel like I just been on the rack for murder. Uh, okay, so so that must have mean we stretched it really good, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, really, really good. <laughs> okay, stand up. Let's see. Let's see if you got any taller. Yeah. 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 Whoa. Okay. Did it work? Tell I think me. it did work. Ah, now I'm looking up to you now. Max. Look at that rope. Oh. You've always been looking no. up at me. But I think I'm looking up at you further. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Hey. Oh. Hey, that that I used to have back pain for ten years. <laughs> and that worked! You know what, Max? If all this pole thing stuff doesn't work out, we, we can get into the chiropractic business. We could be stretching people all day. Ouch. Oh, see that? See this all works out. Now now to the next one. Hey, thanks, Lug and Bash. Come on, yeah, now to the next bro. one. Okay, Aphelion, I got a surprise for you. Oh, well, what is it? No, 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 no. Uh-uh, no looking. This is a secret book. All right, fine. Hey, according to this, we should be here right about now. We should be where? Look. <laughs> and both of them stand on the ground, their gazes fixed upward. A rope, thick and withered, stretches skyward, disappearing into the darkness of the towering branches. Its presence cast a forebounding shadow upon the earth below. With each gust of wind, the rope sways menacingly as if daring the onlookers to unveil its mysteries that lie hidden within its ancient fibers. So go ahead, Ophelion. Shimmy on up there. How did they even get this rope up there? I don't know, but it's been there for a while. So go ahead and climb, climb, climb. This is way, way easy. You know I can climb ropes. Okay, no, just go ahead. All right. As Aphelion's determined fingers clench the coarse fibers of the rope, he ascends into the abyss above. <laughs> okay, so according to this, I should be setting a fire to the base of it. I got it. And up there with Aphelion. This is so easy. Wrapping his wrists and wrapping his ankles, holding on tight to get a little rest. Oh, look at that view. Max, this is a beautiful view. Somebody's cooking. <laughs> cooking. Somebody's cooking. What are they? Who is possibly cooking out here? And looking down, a surge of adrenaline. Aphelion's heart pounds in his chest as he sees the fire at the base ablaze. Max, you're crazy! Each muscle straining against the relentless pool of gravity. The crackling flames beneath propel him upward with a sense of urgency. 
their fierce glow casting flickering shadows on his face. Choke! I'm willing to believe that Max wants me out of this competition. The air thickens with smoke, stinging Avilion's eyes and choking his breath. Max, blow the fire out! Crazy robe, how high is this? The heat is urging him to ascend faster, higher, to escape the inferno below. Every inch gained is a battle won against the searing heat of impending peril. With each hand-over-hand movement, he feels the rope's rough texture scrape against his palms, a consistent reminder of his perilous journey ahead. Time blurs into a frantic frenzy as Aphelion's body moves in tandem with the rhythm of his beat, of his heart. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! With every fiber of his being, he pushes himself beyond his limits, fueled by the peril, instincts, and survival against all odds. And finally, as the fumes lick hungrily against his heels, Aphelion reached the pinnacle of the rope. His breath ragged and his muscles tremble with exhaustion. Grabbing a hold of the branch and sits upon it, scoots away from the burning rope. Ow! Max! I could have climbed the rope without the fire! And down there with Max. Yeah, but that one here really helps you under pressure. Under pressure, under heat, under exhaustion. That's what it says in little side notes down here. Yeah, so you did a good job. Now let's go into the next one. And up there with a fillion. Okay, Max. Check that one off. Let me find a way down. And on the Tannin Lake. Roll, roll, roll your boat. Gently on Tannin Lake. Rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing. Watching Aphelion swim. Hey, I made that one up. As Aphelion's body cuts through the water like a knife, each stroke deliberate and powerful, his mind is focused solely on the task at hand, blocking out any distractions. With each lap, his movements become more fluid and precise. He pushes himself harder, his heart pounding in his chest as he races against the clock. Every muscle in his body screams for relief. He ignores the pain, pushing himself further and further. There you are. Okay, it's all over now. You, you can get on in the boat. Aphelion climbs onto the boat, gasping for air. How many laps was that? Uh, I was counting 25 laps. 25? I thought it was 25. Oh, so glad that's over. All right, let's get us back on the shore. Let me take a break and dry off. No, you're not done yet. What? Aphelion snapping his neck towards Max. I'm not, I, I, 25 laps, that's plenty. 
Nuh-uh. The book says that you have one more task. And you can't ignore the book. Remember Hunchy? <laughs> what is it? I stand up. <sighs> turn around. Why? Face that way. Just turn around. I, I'm, I'm, I'm turning around. Okay, now I'm going to put this backpack on you. A backpack? Why? And Max slipping a backpack over his arms and holding it up so that Ophelian does not feel the weight that is in the backpack. Okay, Ophelian. With all your might, swim hard. And he gets shoved into the water. Ophelian's lungs burn, longing for air as he struggles against the weight, dragging him down. Panic sets in as he kicks and thrashes desperately trying to reach the surface. With each stroke, the backpack feels heavier, pulling him deeper into the lake's murky depths. Fillion's mind races as he fights for air. Meanwhile, with Max on the boat. That's it, Ophelion. Come on, just keep kicking. Kick and breathe. Kick, breathe. Kick, breathe. Kick, breathe. Come on. Eventually, the backpack drags him down. Ophelion finds himself sinking deeper and deeper. The pressure building in his chest as he struggles to hold his breath. But instead of succumbing to panic, a determination ignites within him. As he reaches the bottom of the lake, Ophelian's feet touches the soft, silky floor. Ignoring the discomfort, he plants his feet firmly and begins to walk, using his hands to paddle and move forward. Each step is a testament of unwavering willpower. Through the hazy blue depths, Ophelian strides with purpose. The weight of the backpack is no match for his will. He pushes forward, his lungs burning with the need for air. But his resolve is unyielding. And finally, after what felt like an eternity, he reaches the edge of the lake, his head breaking through the surface and emerges from the water like a triumphant warrior, gasping for air. He collapses onto the shore. And with Max. That's it, Ophelian. I'm coming, I'm coming. I know you could do this. This is making me remember. This is making you stronger. And getting onto the shore. Yeah, see that, Ophelian? Yeah. Ophelian still laying on his chest. Max, come closer. Come, come, come a little closer, real, real quick, just real quick. I got, I got something to say. It's hard to talk. Okay. Uh, what is it, Ophelian? <laughs> and snapping up with his hand around the throat of Max. <laughs> Who? I tried to end my life. 
I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna put you down. Uh, take, take this. Uh, you like this. Oh, don't, 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 don't uh, break it. I need it. Don't break uh, it. Uh, Ow. Are you done? Are you, are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't mess with me. Uh, I'll mess you up. Oh, I need that arm. Okay, you know what? That's enough for today. Oh, besides, the sun's going down. We need a break. Come on. Let's get home and clean up and have dinner. I still got, I still got to grade the, the the children's homework. For Ophelian is also a kindergarten teacher at the Tannen School in the castle. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. You do got to grade the homework. Yeah, I, I got something cooking. It, it'll be a good. I, I'll get something really good. It give me a little recipe in this book. Come on, I'll cook it for you. You just grade the homework. And that night, Max and Aphelion find themselves nestled by the warmth of a crackling fire. Aphelion, with furrowed brows, sits at a sturdy wooden table cluttered with parchments and quills, diligently grading a stack of homework assignments by the dim glow of a candlelight. Max, on the other hand, lounges on a well-worn couch nearby, his nose buried within the Tannen Times newspaper. A scent of freshly brewed tea mingles with the aroma of stew simmering in the nearby pot, filling the room with a comforting warmth. Hey, Ophelian. What, Max? Hey, do you know John Barr? John Barr? No, I can't say I ever heard of him. Why? Uh, well, he and two others, they were on guard. A gang of cats climbed all over their crossbows and ended up cutting all the strings. They woke up in the middle of the night to a tiger attack. And because the crossbows didn't work, John's in the hospital. It's pretty bad. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If, I, if I'm listening correctly, the tiger, in my, in my detective mind, you know I can connect things. There's a connection between the tiger and the little kitty cats. They're both demons and evil. What are you talking about, connection? All right, imagine this for just a second. The tiger and the kittens are all talking in cahoots together somewhere by an oak tree. And the tiger, I don't know, I threw a few squirrels at the cats. Right. Here, have this, have this, have this. Now, I want you to do a favor for me. Yeah. Can you get up there in the middle of the night, cut all the strings of the crossbows of the guards, and then why they're all sleeping, because they sleep every night, uh-huh. I'm going to pounce on them. Ooh. Give me a little midnight snack. Nice. Then I'll come back here, and I'll throw you some catnip or something. Uh-huh. Don't you see a connection? That's kind of a stretch, but... I mean, yeah, it's, it's possible, I guess. You know it's possible. They talk all the time. I see it. Okay, all right. But let me just grade these papers, Max. Grade these papers. I mean, Tommy, what kind of answer is that? Oh, no, I'm not giving you any grade for that. Max. Uh. How do you spell apple? A-P-P-L-E. <laughs> Correct. That's exactly how you spell it. This kid spelled it with... He spelled it with six P's. 
That's not how you spell apple. Oh, it's the new student. That's that one with the the uh, the stuttering problem. Yeah, I, I guess so. All right, all right, fine. I'll give him this one. I'll give him this one. Yeah. But did, does he does he stutter in his thoughts also? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Hey, he gets an A. No, no. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Right. Okay, he stutters, right? Yeah. But he this 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 word he he spelt it wrong, but he ran the same three letters. Yeah. And he filled up two yeah. pages with the yeah. same three letters. I wouldn't judge him. He he stutters. Come on, give him a break. You know what, Max? He gets a hundred. Whatever. Hundred, hundred, hundred. Best teacher. <sighs> hey, a billion. What, Max? Mr. Pigfellow. He's now selling shade. Really, Max? Yeah, we can go get some. We can always use more shade, especially when it's hot out. Max, read who wrote that. Who wrote that? Uh, uh it's Henry from uh, De Gravely's Men. Oh! <laughs> uh, so he was not selling shade, he's just fat. Right, Max. Now, let me grade this. Honestly! <laughs> Do these kids even read instructions first? <sighs> you know what? A. He gets an A. A, 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 A. All you are A's. Hey, hey, uh, Philian. Ah, what? Hey, look, there's, there's help wanted ads. We can make a little extra money on these help wanted ads. What's help? What, what kind of help? Okay, for example, this this man here, he's wanting help. Uh, he he raised a bear from a cub, but as it got bigger, it climbed over the fence and is now lost in the forest nearby, and he wants help bringing it back home. Wait, he wants us or somebody to go find his grown bear and bring him safely home. Yeah, but basically, yeah, you can probably make a good amount. All right, what's the next one, Max? Uh, this lady needs help finding her cat. How much for the bear? Did it say? <laughs> I'm taking a break. <sighs> what are you drinking, Max? What are you drinking? Uh, tea? No, 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 no. That's not any tea. And grabbing the cup, looking inside. <laughs> Max, this is the tea from the land of the rising sun. You drink all of it? Every, every last bit? Uh. Um, yeah, I guess so. Oh. Ah. And that's my shirt you're wearing. Give me my shirt, Max. Why are you wearing it? I didn't do my laundry. Uh, 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 here you go. You take it. Ah. Ah. It actually smells pretty good. Max, you're wearing my undersh- My undershirt, Max. For real. Uh, you wanted to? No. Look, you stretched it so far it's practically see-through. Uh, you don't want it back. You know what? Take this, and you can have the undershirt. I don't care. <sighs> and Aphelion walks over to the wall <laughs> and getting his fishing pole. Yeah, nice and snug. You know what, Max? I'm going fishing. Bye, Max. Bye. I'll see you later. 
But the fish ain't biting it. It's dark out. They can't even see the bait. <laughs> they'll they'll smell the bait. <sighs> Bye, Max. See you later. Man, uh, his shirt's not even safe anymore. Can't he know that? Uh, I just want to just have a... Yeah, Mr. Big Fella. Selling shade. Selling to him. Yeah. And that's the end of that chapter. All oh, right, credits. So, uh... This music you're listening to right now is brought to you by Brandon Fetcher, Fantasy of World Music by the Fetchers, and most of a lot of the music that you heard throughout the whole chapter was from the Fetchers. All right, see you later.